0: gonna Say thank you again, Kirby, for joining me for chip chatter and chill. For everybody, this is Defton Williams, he lives in the Atlanta area, as well as Kirby, Emil, live in the Metro Land area. And Defton is
1: Kirby. I'm a black man, if you haven't noticed it. <laughs> uh, I'm a father, I'm a musician, comedian. Fun loving guy, I'm a school teacher. I don't know, I wear a lot of hats.
0: Kirby is also an educator and she owns her own business. I,
2: I do own a learning pod, which is like a supervised learning um, setup where the kids um, are going to virtual school, so they actually are. Um, <clears throat> getting instruction from their teachers, and I'm just making sure that work gets done. Um, I also am a forex trader. That is a, a new little thing that I've gotten into, and uh, I'm learning it. I also have an artist who um, I manage. She <laughs> does canvas art, and things of that nature. Um, And then I also work in film and TV. I have worked in film and TV for 10 years um, in costumes. So yeah, I do a little this, I do a
0: little that.
2: Well, I have been on 4 AM trading sessions all week. So I am drinking water.
0: Smart <laughs> because your girl is not in her 20s no more. OK, I know things get different. Like right mm-hmm. in the middle of them 30s, things get a whole bit different. Mm-hmm. So, did you bring a snack or did you have a snack?
1: I had some pizza and I had some um, rainbow sugar ice cream from Baskin Robbins. Oh, oh,
0: wow. Yeah. Yeah. I have I bought uh tacos and quesadillas. Mm. And so I just put a sample amount on my platter, and then I put on some of my favorite salt salted caramel cookies. And then I mixed in, they had a dragon fruit frozen. It was frozen. And I added some margarita mix to it. So, cheers! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, go back to the
2: chips. What kind of chips are these? Because I love these.
0: These are salted caramel cookies. They're so thin, Oh, salted. but they're
2: so good. Please. Listen. Salted, caramel, cookie, thin. Sounds like a win. You win. Um, cost Plus World Market.
0: You know, oh. they have all the things.
2: they got all the things. I have um, <laughs> a chair in my uh, sunroom from them. I have a brown round
0: chair from there. Yeah. That's the most that we're going to travel right now, so. Oh, that's as good as it is. You go in there, you have an adventure all by yourself, and just think, yeah, up. just act like you did. Put your shades on act mm-hmm. like you did. Did you see I know you see the meme that went around talking about where are we traveling today? And it's a blueprint of the floor plan of the house. And it's like exactly. <laughs> bedroom Oh, send it to you. it's hilarious.
2: Well, yeah. so we were contemplating doing like an outdoor Halloween party, right? Because we were like, OK, if it's outdoors, that'll be safe. And, you know, maybe we can keep the kids six feet apart. And so as you are trying to work out the logistics of like social distancing and like factoring in kids who are not going to keep their masks on willingly. My throughout year old. party. Right. I started like having more and more anxiety about it. And so today I went on the CDC's website. And they have like every holiday listed on the website and things that are mild, moderate, and high risk. And so, well, yeah, even if I did the party outdoors, they consider that to be moderate risk. So, Okay. Unless we're gonna like keep the kids totally apart, doing something like they suggested, like painting pumpkins or a scavenger hunt, and I'm like, okay, but that doesn't last long enough for. A- Party. And then, you know, you start thinking about, okay, how are they going to eat six feet apart? Like, is everybody bring their own blanket and we're doing like a picnic? Like, right. it's just, I was like, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> you throw the whole thing, I'll throw the whole idea away. Throw the whole, throw the baby out with the bathwater. So I'm just like, over it. You know, I feel like I've been like really good about the social distancing thing the whole time because my son has asthma, so I had to be super strict. And then I had a trip to Morocco booked, this ten uh, day trip, and I was supposed to leave in April. Obviously, right I did not. So I'm, I'm really like I like to travel. And so I'm really feeling it right now. I'm like, okay, I've been really good. Is it over yet? No, girl, it doesn't matter that you have good behavior. It's still not over. No.
0: So I got one more trick for you. Right. You ready for it? Here you go. I'm going to jump into this conversation and hopefully we can exchange some good, positive vibes and we can send the same thing to people that are going to watch and we'll get through this together that's all we can do it has been your experience has been we light. know the climate of america and things that, that we have gone through over the past couple months whether it was police brutality whether it was you know job loss family or friend loss due to coronavirus covid has just stricken us in a way that a lot of people have never been able to identify with before we've had to grieve differently i know for me i for the first time in ever I've always hated burials, of a, that, you know, a funeral. I could not do it because I think it's the closure thing for me that does it for me. It's like, it's really real. They're really not here anymore. And Ooh. the day after today, it's really going to sink and like they're gone. So I could never do a burial. But at the same time, I've gone to, I think, two or three virtual celebrations. And it's just been like, especially when you seeing people like John Lewis, C.T. Vivian go, and you're like, they deserve a grand thank you, rest well, and then they get this. You feel like they get short-handed out of a genuine, well-deserved celebration. So it's just been a totally different year experiencing a whole bunch of things, depression, money, uh, just wanting to travel, like you said, and not being able to have that freedom and being, you know, in a place where you have to improvise normalcy for yourself and your Mm -hmm. family in the middle of all of that I had a lot to consider because we're we're home quarantine the news is right there in your face the news is right there in your children's face now so Mm -hmm. much so that things are a lot more real and tangible to them now because it's repetitively available as Mm -hmm. opposed to them just living their life day day living going to school playing and coming home and then hearing things in conversation or you asking or them mentioning something with that said i wanted to ask the question if you could share your thoughts who in our generation did you think was a responsible influencer that could try to gear the next generation behind us in the right direction or in a positive direction instead of in a way that's like careless so you know i
2: stand for yara shahidi um i think that she Goes out of her way to um, be extremely conscious and be intentional about um, what she does on camera Thanks. and off camera, and I think that she is representative. Well, she is representative of like just more than one, more than one category of minority. Um, being that I, I believe her dad is Arabic, um, yeah, and so you know it's good to have mm-hmm. someone her age with a platform that's that large who is saying things that are intelligent, well thought out, yeah, progressive, and impactful,
0: yeah i'm not so frightened with her having an influence on my kids at all like Mm -hmm. i don't have she's not a wild card where you're like she's like this but she has the tendency to also be able to bear off and do i've never felt that way about her or martin say martin from blackish her her, her castmate but they're a couple and it's it's more than just athletes with the platform it's more than just you know, singers with a platform because I know we delved into talking about the entertainment business and when you're if a certain age group, if you don't have the right people around you, it's a it's a loss. There's a, some there are certain losses you're just bound to have to succumb to. But I agree with the fact that she's a responsible influencer. I agree that she has a clear conscience and a clear focus as to what her purpose is outside of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I could definitely okay. appreciate her parents and her family grounding her that way, and making sure that her circle is well grounded as well. Because I'm pretty sure she is who she is because of the people around her, not just as you know what she has ahead of her, but it's in her. You mm-hmm. know, I had so much time to think about like when we were growing up, the stuff that we had influenced us. That's when like MTV, VH1, BET, that stuff was like new. Local access television, Jet, Ebony, Essence, Word Up. And it's like now they got the shade room, Nicole. It used to be Nicole Bitchy. Um, you know, media takeout, Royal Star Hip Hop. I'm like, something's gotta give. Cause even like, don't get me wrong, we weren't like PG 13. It was raw, but this is a whole different type of raw.
2: It's a lot more access, yeah, um, to a greater variety of subject matters. But I think that, you know, what your child gravitates to, regardless of what they are exposed to, is determined by what you feed them before they are at that age where they are like just on a device doing whatever they can freely do for the most part. Um, I think that, you know, we've also learned during this time how much we don't influence our kids because when we're living in a free market economy, it pushes everybody to be away from home for the majority of the day. And so who is actually influencing your child even when they're as as little as six weeks old, going to there all the way to whenever you can, you know, create a space for that to not yeah. be the case. I mean, my son is nine and he was like, oh, now I get it. I could really do all my schoolwork in like three hours. And the only reason. I'm required to be at work, I mean, at school for eight hours is because that's how long most people go to work. So they have created this structure of school that is built around parents who have to go to work to make money. Yeah. So, you know, and then now you're getting to see what's in your child's textbook. You're getting to see how your child's teachers interact with them. Yeah. And I know that I personally have come to the realization that the teacher who he has right now, a lot of times her tone towards the children and like her willingness to easily accuse them of like uh, purposely doing wrong is so ingrained into who she is that she only corrects it when I literally pop my face on the screen. So that means that you've been doing this for so long that you can't even change your behavior when you know that these children are in a space where their parents can hear you. You have to wait until you see a parent's face pop in. And so, you know, they are not necessarily with people who are happy to be with them. So, no wonder. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) No wonder. That that actually goes into my next question. Now that everybody's being exposed to different things and learning things for the first time, I had to think it back to when I was in elementary, junior high and high, like how would I deal with that? And what would I do with what I know now? How responsible would I be with that now? And I can't help but think about that and couple that with, like you said, who our kids are in the care of when we're not around. And now that we're exposed to that, because they've been exposed to certain things, now we're exposed to their world. I really want people to take good advantage of the time that we have had and so much that in our community in our black community to make sure that they control the narrative for the kids as far as what they're being taught because to a certain extent we do have a little bit more leverage with that now and so i wanted to know how can parents of color and virtual educators globally ensure a truthful balanced narrative in u.s history and social studies curriculum because i I am, I'm done. I'm done with what they're feeding So, you know,
2: I I was raised in a house where I had books by Black authors about Black history that were not given to me by my school. My grandfather was buying me books at the Shrine of the Black Madonna. And so because I was raised like that, I have also done that with my child. Like he always has independent study. That's always been the case even before COVID-19. It is, you know, your responsibility to make sure that your child has the awareness that you feel like is important, like these values come from you. I mean, even outside of like learning things about black people, he has to do keyboarding for 20 minutes a day um, just because I think it makes sense because they're going to school virtually. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, he has to do that. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, he has to do Spanish for 30 minutes a day. That's something that we pay for him to do on Babbel because they have these big gaps in the virtual schedule. So no, you're not going to be on your tablet. No, you're not going to be watching TV. Um, You're going to be learning because I have already observed that when this outbreak, First, happened last year that you were able to do all this work in two to three hours. So, I know that you're not at your capacity, your maximum capacity of what you can learn. So, this is what we
0: are also doing. And I so appreciate it. Y'all, Asher, shout out to Asher if you ever <laughs> desse, to see this. <laughs> He's been here before. Okay. And so has Little Nkuma. <laughs> <laughs> but that Asher right there. Your real, he will set your big back. Okay. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, but then I'm so glad that we can take this time and laugh because honestly, being a Black mother today is hard. This sh- is hard. I've never been this emotional about raising a son. And I remember being pregnant with Little and Kuma and Asha being small. You and I having some conversations, whether it was about breastfeeding or just dealing with the boy itself. But I never would have imagined even though I really knew things like violence against the black male in America was progressive. And I knew that there were injustices that were progressive. I've never imagined it being like this for us. And so I really, really try to be conscious of his feelings and how he perceives the world and how the world perceives him, what his thought process is about that. But I really struggle with the fact of, can you really like equip a black boy for the world without including the lessons he needs to know with fear? I I try really hard not to include fear or put my fears on him, but it's, it's, it's a struggle. I try not to. We've gone over, you know, George Floyd and Philando Castile and we've gone over Emmett Till and we've gone over, you know, black versus white and, you know, right and wrong and, you know, sit-ins and we've gone through that. And it's like, I try to put myself in the mind of a mom down through the years, a black mother down through the years. I I, want to give him hope without that fear. But I struggle sometimes. How do you feel about that? I keep it real raw with Asher. I
2: I don't sugarcoat shit. Um, If it's shit, it's shit. And so, um, you know, and again, my parenting style is very much so reflective in my child's Mm -hmm. rhetoric. um, But like, for instance, you know, the other day, when um, the news came out about Jonathan Price, the guy who was killed during the domestic, trying to break up that domestic violence um, incident, <clears throat> we talked about it. And he could tell that I was like very upset and like sad about it. And, you know, he said to me, Mommy, why did everybody hate Black people? He a, said, the "Same
1: question."
2: Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Sometimes I wonder why I was born black." He said, "It's not that I don't want to be black, but I just wonder why I was born black." Mm. And that's a, you know, and so for me, it was like, first of all, shocking because I'm like, I. Well, first of all, it was fearful for me because I'm like well, does he, is he feeling like he doesn't want to be black? Does he not have pride in being black? Because you know I go out of my way to make sure that that's never the case, right? And then after he said more and explained that it wasn't that he didn't want to be black, but he was trying to understand the purpose behind it for his own life, then it was just like, okay, if he was a child who was raised by parents who weren't, as conscious and weren't trying to be responsible about um, instilling a certain amount of pride in him, this could be something that he internalizes. And it's like, I don't want to be black, you know, Um, so I had to step into a place of gratitude to be like, "Okay, he he is a little bit ahead of the curve because He's not saying that this makes him want to reject his blackness. Right. And so, you know, then I just had to go into a conversation of like, you know, this is really just about, it's not that people hate, everybody hates black people. It's that everybody wanted what Africa had. And so they had to go about it in a real fucked up way. Yeah. and So
1: um, they couldn't get it no other way.
2: Yeah you don't have these things your land does not have these things and so he was like what was going on with Europeans at that time in their minds that like they wanted to do something in such a horrible way
1: jealousy and envy
2: and I told him I was like jealousy greed and you know but at least by him posing that question I knew that he was taking, you know, he wasn't putting the onus of the negativity on black people at that point. So, you know, I I don't cut corners with him
0: because it's, I don't see that it's gonna serve him anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't think that would help at all either. And we don't do the same things with ours. Like I have three bonus kids as you guys know as well. and. You know, we've had the what if you get pulled over conversation because they're in their teens. They're 15, 16 and 13 and comes right behind them at 8. But you know, since he's right behind them, we join in on them family conversations and it's like, you know, this is how the world sees you. This is what happened before and no one's going to, you know, think more of you just because you have just as a nice house as them or you have just nice as attire as them or you talk just as well as they do. They don't care the color of your skin and your history, your background is enough for them to hate you all of their life because you're on their turf, but they want what you have, which is why they appropriate our hairstyles, which is why they appropriate our body type. It's to the point where I'm like, you know what, since you depreciate us so much, leaving the country doesn't seem like a bad idea at all since you didn't really value me to begin with.
1: They so you want to country. pick and
0: choose parts of me to benefit this from and profit from?
1: but This isn't their country. They stole this too. It
0: really ain't. Y'all stole it too. And you brought us over here to legitimize it.
1: Yeah, and I heard y'all talking about history and it made me go in my room and grab this book. Yes. I found this book. Um just searching around because I'm like, I don't you know, when you get our age, our ages, I don't know how old you are, Kirby, but um, you know, when you start realizing stuff and seeing the world for what it really is and yeah. realizing yeah. How much hoodwinking has been going on? Mm -hmm. Then you you try to find stuff for yourself, so you're not just a robot. Yeah, like you just going with the flow. Like I'm not. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I was just looking around because I'm like, it's got to be more. Like this can't be it. It's not all about them. So then I searched bookstores because I like, like I, I got a bunch of books in the room, but um. I found this and I said I was going to sit with my kids, mm-hmm. with both my kids, and read this book with them so they know who invented what, where a bunch of stuff came from. And like we are the first, we were here before yes. anybody.
2: Yeah. That was part really. of our conversation the other day when he, in that same conversation, you know, I just reiterated like everybody comes from you. So that's power.
1: Y'all know who Dr. Umar Johnson is, I'm sure. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And he was talking about how, um, like you just said, everybody comes from us. They can't make what we make. They can't. It's just impossible. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize, I hate to see people that are robots that just take whatever they hear and just go with it. That's got to be it. Like, like they say, if it's on the internet, it's got to be true. I what I watched the show. Um Oh man, I watched the show on Netflix a couple weeks ago about the internet.
2: Oh, the social dilemma. Listen, yeah, it's good. Yeah, when it went off,
1: I was, I was still sitting there looking at the TV, like it's sad. It's so sad
2: mm-hmm.
1: to see first to see all those people that used to work for those companies how they. It it triggered them, and they're not black. Now I don't think any of them were black, right? Not I one think
2: person. There was one woman. black woman that we saw for a brief moment. I think I remember.
1: It was, yeah, it was very
2: Before, brief, very brief moment. I think I remember that. But wow.
1: every woman, right? She wasn't
2: prominent at all. It was a white wow. man world that has, you know, created yeah. this crap.
1: Wow. Right. And then they showed a guy that was plugged into everything, and he just was whatever he Mm -hmm. saw. He first started getting these phones, right? Mm -hmm. These phones, like when it was pagers or whatever, flip pages. she was like, that's the devil. She said it way back, like it was a while ago, but she was like, Mm -hmm. she was explaining to me how this is going to distract people forever. Right. Like it's never going to stop. As long as these things yeah. yeah, as long as these things keep being made, we're always gonna be distracted. Unless you got like a level head and you just realize that I gotta unplug for a minute.
0: Uh, but yes, yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I
2: become like babysitters, and it's it's not good. Um, it and the virtual school setup is just making it worse because for me. You know, my son is only allowed to be on his tablet for 30 minutes a day. That's it. That's excellent. There are no gaming consoles in my house. That's excellent. And so, but he does have a fire TV. So he's figured out how to play games on his TV.
1: They always, I mean, we...
2: find a way. But the fact that you have to find a way lets you know how I feel about it. And that is a reflection of what the values, the core values of this house what they are. So even if you know that you gotta figure out how to do it, then that still says something. But my point is that you know I've been telling him you don't know, look at these devices for more than half an hour, and now he's on the device for class. So it's like legitimizing what he wants to do yep. and Validating. what I'm saying, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so now I have to be like, well, that's exactly why you can't is because you have to be on the computer for all day long. You know, I think that a lot of people think that when they're going on the internet it's like going to a library where it is an unbiased uh room full of things and things you need you're picking what you want but that's not true um the more that you use the devices the less it's like a library and the more that it's like just a mirror it's just giving you back what it already knows about you
1: right that's exactly what the movie was showing i don't know if you've seen it kia but you need to see I it. To and see it. You you, yeah, you this. gotta take you gotta take some time and watch that because that dude was so plugged in, and you don't realize how plugged in they are to you. And they just listen to stuff you say, listen to thing, or listen and look at the things that you are interested in. And that's how that's how like if you say something, we say something right now, and then go to your phone, you, even on your on your uh, news on Facebook. You go on your newsfeed and you see exactly what you're talking about. Yep. That's not no coincidence.
2: No, it's not a coincidence. Um, what what really sent me over the top with that um, a scenario like that was I was talking about La Mer. Uh, it's this freaking lotion that costs like two thousand dollars.
0: Yes, yes,
2: yes. So I know that YouTube is not randomly throwing La Mer ads on people's freaking screens because it's a very niche market. Like people are not just buying LaMaire. I didn't even know La Mer had ads. <laughs> so <laughs> why would that? So I'm literally having a conversation about La Mer. 20 minutes later, I get on YouTube and there's a LaMaire ad. And that is when I started turning off my microphones on my apps when they were not in me.
1: Yeah, that's why there's I mean, no Alexa in this house.
0: I ne- oh, I don't believe none you. of that. Really, just been a year or two ago, thinking I wouldn't even probably mm-hmm. say it out loud once or twice. I could whisper it in my mind. You know, all of a sudden I had all of these people over the past one or two years that do Bitcoin and Forex randomly following me and adding me, and now all of a sudden. Even the foods like on, on a commercial or whatever, I'm like, How does that even coincide with what is going on? My phone Big brother is always listening, and always yes, as long as there's an update for an app or the software on that phone, it will get progressively and progressively just cunning and a part of your life. It's the fly on the wall,
1: absolutely. It's in so, your what you see, you're
2: saying on the documentary was that like once they create the algorithms. The algorithms, the the takes. artificial intelligence takes a life of its own, right and you can't really control it at that point.
1: Right, you,
2: you and you that's much what,
1: that's
2: too much for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
2: they, they, like I mean, we just don't we don't know what it we don't we don't know once we create it, it's it's on its own. It grows how it wants to grow, and
1: then it was like questioning the stuff that you believe, like. For example, they used that Pizzagate thing. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Pizzagate, but they brought that up and they were saying how it was a conspiracy theory, then it was real, and then this guy went to the to the actual pizza shop to confront people and he got oh, yeah. standoff with the cops mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and how it's connected to the Clintons, the Obama, all, all the politicians are connected and all of that, and then they tried to downplay it, but then it's it's real, like it's. Uh, that and thing. It,
2: was, it was basically like nobody knows
1: what's really the truth.
2: The truth of, of, anything. of I mean,
1: anything.
0: Anything. Because, oh, so far, we, You don't have the ability to say for real versus fake, or you know, mm-hmm. it's all distraction. It's all ornate distraction. This is all like the bells and the whistles and the fluff. It's
1: <laughs> way too much.
2: And so, imagine being like a kid.
0: That's a lot.
1: If we would have had this stuff, this the world would probably already be over. If we would have had it when we were younger, yeah. If like, I was twelve and had a cell phone. i glad we did it didn't. with all of this technology in it.
2: And these kids don't have social
1: skills.
2: Right. Like my son is a mm-hmm. child and complains about being an only child, but then when mm-hmm. he gets with other kids, they just get on their tablets together. I'm like. You could have done that at home by yourself.
1: Do y'all kids get on YouTube and watch other kids have fun. When I
0: started noticing what he really gravitated to and what really entertained him, that's exactly how Junior's Friday Facts and Funnies came about. he said he wanted to do X, Y, Z. And he said he wanted to create. And I'm like, yeah. Because we were having a conversation, and his older brothers was like, well, do you know the boy, what's his name, Ryan World? What yeah,
2: make like seventy-six million dollars or something crazy?
0: Sidebar the boy has his own channel on my sling. So the this betbh X H hbo Ryan's World.
1: Ryan's World.
0: So when we were having that conversation, I said, I'll do you one better. Come on, what do you want to do? I wanna do this. I said, Well, how about I give you a show? And now he he creates his own content. He does his own preparations. He does his own research. He takes his own notes. All I do is help him organize that information. Because I was like, I dare not allow you to turn on YouTube or any other type of outlet on social media, and you watch somebody do something. You could be doing yourself.
1: Like any just that—that that, it was burning me up so bad yeah. when I saw that. Because I'm like, when would I ever go watch other people? have fun. Like, no, it's like I need my own. Like, oh. I gotta, I got to do it for me. Like, I'm not going to watch you play.
0: Like, and you're boring.
1: You're boring. I've been looking and like y'all Yo, are you know, really. Son, when,
0: when it comes down to looking at, he pulled up something else the other day, because I totally took them off of you completely, right before that Momo thing happened. Remember Momo? Mm-mm. Yeah. so scary. So like, say Asher wanted to watch a tribute to uh, Chadwick Boseman, and they did like a Black Panther thing, and it, it looked like it was going to be a clip from the movie. So he clicks on it and he opens it. In his first two minutes, and they're looking at what kind of whatever, I mean, A scene from the movie or something. And then right that smack that in the middle of it, there was this character called Momo. M O M O. It was this crazy, sick looking dog. Big eye.
2: God. Oh, I do remember that. I, I never, I never saw it because he never really, I never really let him be on YouTube like that. But I remember hearing about. It. Yeah,
0: it, it got so far, so close to home. One of my god, uh my bad daughter lives in North Carolina. She said one of her friends, their younger sibling, was about to go put a socket in some water or something like that listening to this stupid thing yeah and the, her friend walked in on the sibling and saved his life because he was about like electrocuting himself but this is the type of things that they are exposed to and they're triggering or using trickery to destroy these kids online and so from that point i was like oh yeah no you're not using youtube because mm-hmm. he'll run he used to on his tablet have access to like a link that I'll show him to do repeated edition or we'll show him how to do so. we do have to do an episode to try to show why they keep changing the education. Who decided to change math? Math was fine all this time, this was fine all this time. We had a whole episode about that, but it'll take you, it'll click a link, it'll show you, and then it'll take you to other like commonly interest, like Lego and stuff. This little boy. Does these skits with Sonic the Hedgehog and Knuckles, and he's like, "Listen," I was like, "What? No, we're not watching
1: that. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I dare you to talk to me like that or paraphrase." The Listen, that's and that's that. That's what it sets him up for, or a be down.
0: Because
1: do. I'll be looking like, "Yeah, my kids just—they're yeah. not gonna do that. They're not. They're, they can't. Like they can't. I can't allow it. It's, it's crazy. No. Mm 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 mm." They ever came at me? Mm-mm. Thanks, sure did. <laughs> Think you know that's one of the things that that's one of my favorite anything. Maggie Rainbow sherbet is I my favorite ice cream.
2: Yeah, in the
1: world, funny. like nothing's better.
2: It's for old
0: people though, Debton, but I do love it. <laughs> and for children with allergies, because my one of my <laughs> boys kids, so. We love ice cream cake. Like when we celebrate stuff, we love ice cream cake. But one of my bonus kids, I'm not gonna out him. He knows who he is. You probably know who it is. He can he's I, don't, I don't know anything. Everything.
1: I'm I'm sleep. I'm currently he can sleeping. Have nuts, on both of our,
0: no yeah. dairy, no chocolate.
1: She don't even no hear fork. me, Kirby. He can't
0: he even does. have it. He can't have any of those. So we always keep Sherbet in the house just for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: baby. But, uh, I don't like I was, how it, I
1: don't like how this turned on me.
2: That's it. I'm, I'm saying eternal. that you have great taste and you're going to be really popular in the retirement home.
1: Absolutely. It's going to be popular. I'm going to keep going.
2: I eat it
0: with my grandparents and it's good.
1: I never ate it with a grandparent. I've always <laughs> eaten it on my own.
0: Me, myself, and I? Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. And not no, no
0: it with you really
2: love it? Say what? You haven't been sharing this with old people who really love it. That's kind
1: of crazy. You're no, missing out. It was an old people. I didn't know that it was an old person snack. You're oh. missing
0: out. Like shout out to my grandmother today. It was her birthday. She turned ninety three today, y'all. all wow. she, she, lo- she yeah sherbert. She loves like rainbow yeah.
1: sherbert. Mm-hmm.
0: See.
1: She yeah, likes the one,
0: too. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, no judgment. Listen, chip, chatter, chill is a safe zone. Yeah. You can no. be no. who you are unapologetically. We're no. not going to
2: touch you. Apparently Ethan. not. Yeah, Ethan. Yeah. Ethan.
0: You Herber, butter pecan,
2: and and uh, um, raisin orange cream, the little orange sickle thing. James, sickle.
1: How rainbow sherbet gonna be for old people? What is orange sickle for? Old people. <laughs> so and butter pecans for old people? Old people. And so arm raisin. cookies and cream.
2: Mm, No, that's just for kids.
1: So I'm a mix of old and
2: young. (laughs) You know, you always told me, if you live long enough, you're going to be a baby again.
1: (laughs) Never heard that one, but
0: I haven't heard it exactly like that, but I've heard that before. So look, we are going to actually go into some games because, I mean, 2020 was heavy enough as it already has been, Right. We've been, we've been carrying it on our back for 10 months or so. It yeah. seemed like quarantine started even before 2020 came in. I don't know why. It just felt like something was in the air. You just didn't can know just, no can what. I, can I butt in on that one?
1: You could butt Quarantine should have started at the beginning of facts. 2020. Super and we should have been Not shut facts. all the way down.
0: And we would be yeah. lie- by now. Exactly. But when you have people like America's Businessman in office, this is this is what we do. But we're going to go ahead and get a little lighthearted here because, you
1: know. Oh, I thought is, we were already lighthearted. With we that. are. And I'm
0: so glad you came in when you did. And we, you know, you that nice segue about desserts. That was dope. So I appreciate the both of you actually. Thank you so much. So with everybody being home, of course, we are learning differently, we're receiving information differently, we're exchanging information differently, our kids are teaching us, and vice versa. What? We're going to play a game called, I was quarantine 20, 20 years old. So you can share something you either haven't noticed until you got into quarantine in 2020, or you just learned for the very first time in 2020. You were 20, 20 years old when, I'll start because there were so many memes i'm like i'm not slow i'm not i'm not i'm very intelligent but when the memes come out i was today here's all when i'm like you got to be kidding me you got to be kidding me y'all the one meme remember the old school refrigerators you had the freezer up top and it was the refrigerator at the bottom you open up the fridge remember it had those groove lines on the on the bottom shelf did you know that that is to organize your frozen meats and stuff? Like the the plat the pallets you buy from the grocery store, you put them in like to save space. I don't remember the what rooms?
1: You know, in the bottom of the the bottom of the freezer,
0: mm-hmm. they had ridges they
1: had and lines, they had vertical. Like ridges or lines.
0: Oh, I didn't know the that. intent the intended purpose was to shelf your your uh, frozen meat pallets. Mm-hmm. and same space wow. i was like wow okay or even like the solo cups i didn't know that that is a
1: measuring cup so,
0: yeah
2: what it, what what's what, what the measurement
1: every every circle the lines those are measurements of i can't remember the sizes or the uh
0: i thought i was mean. just having fun in college but okay
1: yeah, yeah. each line is a measurement mm. like a cup or two cups, however mm. how that goes. <laughs> What about the proper way to use a can opener? We're going to go
0: there. We're going to go there. Explain. That's a- Explain. It, right?
1: What you, Explain. How do you do it, Kirby? Sideways?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Supposed to hold it on you the- This my
2: going to correct my grandmama. And you ain't off? <laughs> <to correct> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, I am.
0: But some of our ancestors are going to be highly tested <laughs> offended. Yeah.
1: It's so ap-
2: what's the correct
1: way? Ap- ap- right? So you supposed to on. hold it,
0: <laughs> Kirby? Like I'm not buying what you're selling. Ain't mm. doing it. I'm keep doing it the wrong girl, way. Okay, respect your elders, Kirby. I hear you. Y'all, these salty caramel cookies.
2: He about to do a whole demonstration. He about to open something he don't even want to use. Oh
0: my gosh, her bag is
1: just a can. Okay. Is can open? Do you want to
2: use what's in this can right now?
1: I'm not about to open it. I'm just going to show oh, you.
2: Oh, you know what? I do remember seeing this and you do it parallel to the top. Yeah. What, what is the advantage?
1: The cap comes straight off instead oh. of falling in.
2: And then you cut your finger to get it out?
1: If you of do it the way. regular way, you cut yeah. your finger.
2: Yeah. But this way, it comes. you won't put your finger. Because it's
1: actually a lid.
2: Oh. Um, the groove right there. You know, I feel like this is very helpful because nobody mm. should be at the hospital right now. So if you can eliminate a
1: nothing,
2: <laughs> right? You just saved
0: about ten thousand dollars, so we appreciate you.
1: <laughs> come
2: on. <laughs> okay. What else?
1: What else about? I- oh, it's your what turn. Else is Kirby. On for the
2: first time, Kirby? Shh. I learned that you can put cayenne pepper in your shoe to uh, get rid of inflammation in your body. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Like, so you walk around all day with it in your shoe.
2: With yeah. Hot feet. You walk around. Yeah. Hot feet, baby.
1: Hot. I mean, if feet, it's gonna stop, that. I legit
0: have like pain in my heels from carrying the girls.
2: Put some hot Cheetos in
0: those shoes. <laughs> in between my toes, <laughs> Cheetos in my toes. Macka, look at me like a. Let me say, Kirby told me to do it. <laughs> no, I am
2: Pepper. Put it in your shoe. I'm
0: gonna try it. I'm gonna come back to the next episode. I'm going to an yeah, update.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna try that tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Well, my mom. So my mom just finished um getting her um certification to be a trichologist Mm -hmm. so a trichologist is like a dermatologist but just for your scalp like if you're having hair thinning hair loss like bacterial or fungal infections with your hair anything dealing with your hair and your scalp um try to take a holistic approach um so does like blood typing And, um, like, they can typically diagnose when there's something going on with your body that is causing the hair loss in the first place. So, like, you might have lupus, and that's why you're losing hair, or you might have, you know, different things. Right. And so, that was something that she learned in her journey. And she did it because she was having a lot of issues with um, inflammation, which was causing her to have joint pain and she and I both were going to the same acupuncture and so when she couldn't go to the acupuncture anymore because their hours changed she started this cayenne pepper therapy in her shoes and she said it was just as successful wow as the acupuncturist that was 90 bucks a session wow Wow. because i have a segment called
0: let's argue right And Kirby, I love you to death. But I ain't gonna lie, I was a little offended. I was just like a tiny, a tiny, you struck a chord with me when you said cookies and cream is for kids. I was arguing right quick. Oh, no, no,
1: no. Don't
0: argue argue No, 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 no. Well, I I got your back because you like it too. I like yeah,
1: exactly, but you didn't jump on it. You didn't jump on it when I like
2: there. cookies and cream. I like strawberry. I mean, a rainbow sherbet. I'm just also very aware of like who owns those things, <laughs> and one is <laughs> geriatric and one is pediatric, and that's just
0: all I'm saying. But um, I mean, I think chocolate chip and like rum raisin and like butter pecan and what's another like funny one. Bubble gum ice cream is for kids. Cookies and cream is like a crowd pleaser, like an all-in-one, like it's for all ages, like 8 to the 80 80 and 80.
2: cream is equivalent to going somewhere and they ask you what flavor you want, if you can get fruity flavors, and you say strawberry kiwi. <laughs>
0: it's basic.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm going to let you have that one. I'm going to let you have that
1: one. You have like
0: <laughs> let's play one last game
1: oh you got off that real quick
0: <laughs> oh no this is a two-part episode because we're missing one co-host and i still got like two more questions so we're gonna bring that back we're gonna argue, argument go is not over oh, last game we're gonna play it's actually a challenge it's called don't the don't move challenge so i'm gonna play a couple black culture favorites None of us are allowed to either mime or mouth the words, bobby head, slide, bump, nothing. The first person to move is out. It's like playing grown-up music with jazz music. So y'all ready? I meditate every day. I got this.
1: (laughs) Right. Whatever.
0: This This, this game is whatever. All right. So here we go. Yeah, that was daggone hard, because I as a singer you you know every part God
1: i was God. playing and singing in my head <laughs> here goes
0: another one another one
1: Now you dance. Right.
0: to <laughs> <laughs> get that out. Oh, my God. This is the funnest kickback I've had in a very long time, especially virtually. So I want to thank you guys again for joining me on this journey, and then thank you for opening up the first conversation. Thank you so much. Give us a round of applause. Yeah. So thank you, guys um i'll see you again for part two and we're gonna have more fun and some more snacks and some, some more guests join in anytime bring a friend kick back bring your snacks enjoy have a good time it's just about making fun memories and having a good conversation that's really what this is all about so thank you again for tuning in and i will see you guys soon Yay.